Welcome back to Podsite, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. I am joined by the full compliment. Once again, we and are reunited. Insult. Reunited and it feels so good to read some more of the mm. sort of the lictor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today we continue our journey uh, through the Book of the New Sun, through the Year of the New Sun. We are reading from the Sword of the Lictor, chapters I through V, one through five. Mm -hmm. So, uh, given that we are starting fresh, there is no section where we go previously on the Sword of the Lictor, because... This is it. But guess what, Chris? Chris, mm, are what? you excited? Are you excited? They got to Thrax. I, you know, I, it, it's a lot like all along I've been saying, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? And we do. And then nothing happens. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I'm fucking bad. I'm mad because we don't get to Thrax. We are at Thrax. And they have denied me the pleasure right. of, yes. of Thrax coming over the horizon. It's literally just like, kaboom, <laughs> Thrax. <It's, laughs> it would be yeah, like, yes. it would be, it would be like if Return of the King opened with just saying like Mount Doom. <laughs> they were just standing there. <laughs> no, it starts with the Return of the King. Duh. That's right. <laughs> just well, the crowning of Aragorn. The end. Bye. So between, um, uh, uh, claw and um, what's the other one? Shadow. No, no, I'm sorry. Shadow and cloak. Between I'm uh, never mind. Between I'm, the first two books. There we go. Uh, there was also a similar time jump. Um, mm -hmm. so there I think, was yes, yeah. So I think that's kind of just his style for these. You know, I think I, yeah. I think Gene doesn't like writing like introductory chapters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, have, have are any of you like Farscape watchers? Yes. So the in the the final I think it's the final episode of Farscape they do a previously on Farscape like they usually do except what they do is like a solid 7 minutes of <laughs> 4 seconds a piece of every previous episode. <laughs> Wondrous. And it, like does it does it start going I mean like if we if we had that much disposable income, I really think that we could like sick Adam on that. Just take every episode we did so far and, and drop mm -hmm. four or five words. Mm -hmm. Interesting, and then just just play yakety sax over it. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> so we, we could we could add it as like a a, a bonus. Uh, like if we get to I don't know 250 uh, subscribers or something. So you know the new sun done quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the minute of the new sun <laughs> uh so yeah i mean we yes we we since we are in thrax we can we can probably assume that at some point that we are not privy to they got to thrax because <laughs> you cannot simply be in thrax without one does not first. simply be in thrax <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, the, the the house of chains. It's it's but a gift. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, we 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 find and, and like uh, Chris said, there there is a bit of a time jump where it feels like uh, they've been here a bit. 
And uh, here's where I guess the chronology sort of breaks down a little bit for me, because before this, we could sort of kind of count on our fingers, uh, you know, like how many days had had passed since uh, Severian has, you know, been had been exiled and left Mattachin Tower. Uh, and now it's sort of not exactly clear how long they've been in Thrax because like he's now, you know, he has been exercising his duties as the Carnifex of Thrax city of windowless rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not only that, but he's having domestic troubles with Dorcas. Yes. Uh, which, you know, I make light of it, but honestly, she, she seems miserable, but for no real, <laughs> no real reason that, that we can you know, glean at this point in time. Uh, and so of course, uh, I, I did, I did find this to be the most Severian thing to do. He's like, well, I'm going to assume that it's because you think that I'm a monster. <laughs> so let me explain to you yeah. all about the torturers and how we're not actually monsters. Yeah, he, he, he basically reads to her like the second or third chapter of, of uh, shadow of the torturer. And, and in my head, the whole time I was imagining that, that meme of the guy and his girlfriend at the baseball game. And he's like, he's kind of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> big mouthedly explaining to her. Um. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> See, they call them clients. Okay. Yeah. We don't, we don't just, we don't call them like torturees or anything. Mm-hmm. Clients. Severian's like an emotional manipulator here where he's just like, oh, you're mad at me? Fine. It's because I'm a monster and everybody hates me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It would be really funny to see him like flounce out of the the quarters, you know? Well, and and that's just like, you know, like abusive behavior, like trying to get, you know, the other person on their side, like to stop being mad and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, uh, but he's so dramatic. I read it as even sillier than that because- it's the the implication seems to be that she cannot talk, like not that she, that she won't talk because she's upset, but that there appears to be something more deeply wrong. Uh, was the uh, now maybe I'm just projecting, but um, <laughs> it, it was almost humorous to to me him just kind of going on and on and on and on while, while she lies there and stares off into space. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and and so um, I mean they they do talk a little bit uh prior to that <laughs> very awkward. <laughs> one-sided conversation um uh and basically uh he he finds that she's been leaving the house of chains which is like uh apparently it's set on the if i'm understanding the geography correctly uh this stands at a high point on the far farther side of a valley where it can sort of see like it's it's opposite the um the uh the castle of the archon and, and this- so that's like i'm sorry go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead no no go please please continue well i was just the the archons like he so he's like the the ruler of of thrax right like he's mm-hmm. okay yeah all right yeah abdiasis is his name being an archon uh, is his yeah. name <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, also so this- sitting sitting uh, or standing too close to very high balconies Hmm. I yeah I I liked how he keeps asking um Severian like have you ever tried to kill somebody like this and and Severian goes yes it's called <laughs> planteration oh how, how about like this yes it's called this and called that and like um it, it reminds like me that. of that 
Yeah, it reminded me, uh, the way you, you just said it, uh, uh, Kurt, reminded me of that uh, whole sequence in an airplane. <laughs> Tommy, have you ever been to a Turkish bath? <laughs> like, <laughs> but but Severian's like, yes, of course. And it's called this, you know, it's called a, you know, whatever it is in Turkish. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it is really funny uh, because like also uh, Severian notes like the weird, um, like almost suicidal tendency that the that the Archon has. He's like, uh, you shouldn't be standing quite that close if you're that tall to the balcony. It's a low balcony. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, uh, people fall from windows like these and Severian's like, yeah, just especially as people who are as tall as you, <laughs> like who's <laughs> very ominous. <laughs> like I like, I like the Archon. He seems like a jovial chap. Yeah. He, frankly, he's the most interesting of like the higher a- aristocracy that was yeah. actually interesting that we've come yeah. across yet. I mean, uh, he, we don't like he's not very uh like he's not on the page for a long time but he does seem to you know cut a a a a, a what's the word i'm looking for here a imposing figure shall we say yeah well what what i like about him is so far every other elite aristocrat in these books that i can think of anyway has fully kept up the kind of charade of class mm. and etiquette, mm-hmm. even though they'll comment on it, right? Like Vodalus will comment upon it and the you know, like Thecla commented upon it, but none of them really stepped outside of it. They they were you know, like even even um uh even the blah 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 the god damn I can't uh the the Autark. Even the Autark is like uh, is you know when, when he's like pretending to be other people, uh, he he's still kind of hiding a bit behind the uh, the whole pantomime of of you know class, and the the archon is just kind of like we can we cannot do this dumb thing. In fact, I can't stand all this bullshit. People, you have no idea how much food I have to eat because I can't be impolite to people. So it's great because I don't need to be polite to you. Yeah. So let's just I'll call you Severian and you'll call me. Ab- Abdiesis or whatever his name is. Uh, and then they just kind of talk like, like guys. Um, yeah. And he even shows up without like, without his, his retinue, which makes me wonder if there is indeed something severely wrong with him just because he's <laughs> acting so different from, from everyone else. But, mm. but in the short term, it's, it's very disarming. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and then also there's uh, the, the claw uh, sort of, React it moves. It it hmm. does indeed move. Yes. And there's a little thing where um, let me see here. It was what is it? Dorcas sewed a little sack of doe skin for me to hold it, and I wore it about my neck day and night. <laughs> a dozen times, a dozen times during those first weeks, I dreamed I saw the gem aflame hanging in the air above me like its own burning cathedral, and woke to find it blazing so brightly that a faint radiance showed through the thin leather. And once or twice each night. I awakened to discover that I was lying on my back with the sack on my chest, seemingly grown so heavy, though I could lift it with my hand without effort, that it was crushing out my life. So, uh, serious, uh, serious claw action going on here. <laughs> the claw. Um, so, yeah, it's not exactly sure why, because uh, the claw is, uh, you know, mysterious, uh, works in mysterious ways, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, it, Cla- Claude to me, works it, in mysterious ways. Yeah. It's still <laughs> not clear, and I think that's intentionally that it's not clear, but exactly like like what the claw reacts to. Like it's just kind of like mysteriously pops up every now. Like I, I know it pops up like when it needs somebody needs help, like healing and things like that. But um, there, it still seems to pop up at some weird times. When I say pop up, I mean like activate or whatever. We or <laughs> we're like noticing its presence. <laughs> Chris, you just said that, and I just pop up video, <laughs> uh. pop up healing. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so um, th- the 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 first chapter ends with this rather. Uh, I, I I really liked that we finally like have this little bit of description of the moon mm. because it's it's been you know like obliquely mentioned several times, but uh, it, you get this little passage where it says, "At last, the full moon shone. With what joy I beheld it from the roof of the Bartizan, green as an emerald in its mantle of forest, and round as the lip, lip of a cup." So, yeah, I, I, I really loved that uh, that description. Sort of like very evocative, you know. Yeah. So the next day. Severian uh, seems to take it upon himself to find out where Dorcas is going. Oh, I'm sorry. We forget a detail. Dorcas mm. decides to cut her hair so short uh, that she, as the as the text says, almost seemed a boy. Yeah, she's clearly going through something here. Yes, absolutely. She's going through like a Bjork phase. Yes, or, or I was thinking, I was thinking more like, um, uh, what's the 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 Irish lady who who ripped the pic- picture of the Pope? Um, Sinead O'Connor. That's it. Yeah, she's going through her, her Audrey Hepburn phase. I'm gonna go f- full pixie cut. Full pixie. <laughs> yeah, I. This is. It's hard to talk about this sequence of chapters because even for this series of books. It, it's it, it's remarkable how interesting it is to read, despite the fact that we don't really have any particular stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of the stakes have been kind of diffused, right? We we mm-hmm. don't like by the end of the five chapters, you know, there's clearly something going on that we can be invested in. But the first couple was just kind of like Severian walking around the city. And he doesn't really like have an argument with Dorcas. She just is acting weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even like we know that much about uh, about Dorcas. Um, it, it's it's not even like Severian seems to really know that that much about Dorcas. Although it's again, it's one of those things where every so often Wolf will mention like, "Oh, do you remember that time that we had all those conversations late into the night about blah 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 blah?" And it's like, "Oh, okay, I guess apparently they do know uh, a lot about each other." Um, it's just it it just feels it feels very ambiguous in a way that I'm just excited for stuff to to happen like. It's and it is neat. I will say, Severian kind of navigating regular society for a change, kind of as the cool outsider, mm-hmm. um, instead of being like the wandering dipshit <laughs> <laughs> out, out out in the hills. Was oh, this a biblical uh, personage? <laughs> the wandering dipshit. Mm. Um. I, I I really uh, like the the second chapter takes its time to actually describe Thrax. It's almost like it's it's um it's 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 like a flavor text for 
like a cool series of you know like drawings of a city uh, mm. along a somewhat arid uh, stretch of mountainous uh, valley that yeah. uh, that might have been drawn by Moebius for all I I, I keep on thinking this is like entirely something that I could imagine Moebius had, had uh, drawn at some point, you know? Yeah. Except, you know, it, it, to, at least to me, when I was reading it, the, these description of, of the city, it felt very um, like Tolkien-esque, I would say, like hmm. uh, of like, you know, cause I'm thinking of like when they go through that river Valley and it's like coming in on their sides. Now there's not really like a city built into it, but like, so we're kind of combining that with, um, you know, the, the last human stronghold and stuff like that, like together, it's just like the you know the the landscape being uh wrought for humanity type of thing i i don't know that to me that reads as tolkien but that's i might be off on that i mean i also liked uh because he he also gets a little bit into like the different like the the different um sort of uh uh i don't even know if they're tribes or different yeah, sort of branches of human, uh, yeah. human cultures that are sort of like gathered in this area uh, where, you know, he, 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 what was it? I'm trying to find it here. Um, well, it, did, was it, did, did you get the sense that it was more like a uh, species differentiation, like the man apes? Hmm. Interesting. I, I suppose you could, I could view it that way. I ate, I don't know, like to your point, it, I don't know that I, I caught any sort of like trying to hedge mm-hmm. uh, regarding, you know, like a description or trying to sort of like shy away from describing this or that. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of read it very straightforwardly, um, really sort of like as a uh, sort of like future gauchos meeting future, you know, like, uh, okay. uh like the autochthons are supposed to be like, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the native uh, tribes or what mm-hmm. have you. Mm-hmm. And then the eclectics are sort of like, uh, an in between from what I, from what I could gather or like sort of like in between where they might've assimilated certain things. They're not exactly, uh, belong to any one of the autochthon tribes or, or, or families or what have you, but they're their own sort of like separate uh, they, they've separated themselves by assimilating certain parts of other things. I don't know. There's a bit of race science going on uh, from uh, Mr. Severian, um, where he's he's kind of like, isn't it funny how you know the uh, those those who dwell in the rural areas, you know, how, uh, you 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 would think them to be savage, but actually the true savages uh, are in the city. But if you mix them, they they're they're as savage as everyone. They take the savage parts of both. And it's like, oh, Severian. Severian, Severian, you should continue. Keep, keep, keep cutting heads. Don't uh, start measuring them. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yes. I think we've lost Chris. We're Chrisless. We're Chrisless. Oh no. We will live on in the uh, in the doomed world that our decisions have created. <laughs> okay, I think we also uh, we're currently uh, <laughs> missing Pete too. So <laughs> oh no, Severian got got them. Oh no. Wow. They've all, they've all lost us. <laughs> there we go. Okay, there they are. There she ever notice? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was going to say when I got unfortunately cut off when when Kurt was talking about the race side. It's like, do you ever notice that when you when you when you see the people in the country, you know, like, 
You ever notice how, like, when you measure someone's neck to be cut, you end up just measuring their skulls, too? <laughs> Good old um, race science, Rooney. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just imagining that now. And Pete, I'm sorry. That is awful and hilarious. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, yeah. So, the uh what i was gonna say is that um there is uh a a a bit of a funny not funny as in very humorous i just found it like uh curious and it's got a bit of a wry very dry humor to it that uh he's talking about like the eclectic's favor knives that are curved or as they are oftentimes or sometimes called bent having two relatively straight sections with a with an elbow uh, uh elbow a little toward the point the shape is sa- said to make it easier to pierce the heart by stabbing beneath the breastbone. The blades are stiffened with a central rib, are sharpened on both sides, and are kept very sharp. There is no guard, and their hafts are common uh, are commonly of bone. So, I, I just found that sort of like a weird detail to include there. It's like, gee, these guys love stabbing each other in the heart. <laughs> yeah, so, is... I like all this stuff about the city, um, and uh, perhaps foolishly, I kept wondering where or what city it was. And there's a few, there's a few hints. Uh, the the biggest one is when they're talking about the Vincula and saying that you know, well, it used or no, no, uh, yeah, 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 the Vincula that it used to be a prison, um, or no, sorry, it used to be a tomb, and only recently uh, was it converted into a prison, and that that got me thinking, and uh, I. But I didn't arrive at any suitable conclusion. The only, the only hmm. thing I was toying with, and I think these are both wrong, is whether it's uh, kind of like a Mesa Verde type arrangement, but advanced uh, like a, a great deal. Uh, and the other one is whether it might be uh, in the general vicinity of the Grand Canyon. But that that didn't seem to fit either because there's not really it's, it's, there's not really tons of mountains immediately. Uh, adjacent to it so i'm not i didn't really come up with anything but i I don't think that they see don't forget that they haven't really reached the front of the war which is still oh that's um, true yeah it's still somewhat i believe from the description because they mentioned like the it's you know past the 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 forest that skirts the uh or surrounds the skirt of the world or something to that effect um I do think that it's probably northern, like somewhere in the like getting into what would be the Andes uh, in our day. But uh, as as we had mentioned previously, and I think there is a a very slight um, reference here that the the mountains are have all that like uh, yeah the mountains have all been carved into different shapes. So the mountains aren't exactly the mountains that we know. They're not the Andes that we know. Um, so I, I would probably say maybe. So I think that we're before, like we haven't reached like somewhere like, um, uh, what is it? Cusco, mm-hmm. uh, which is above <laughs> Lake Titicaca. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm oh, sorry. By, by I the way, I, I just, can't help I just myself. little, um, the new Beavis and Butthead movie is a uh, science fiction or space movie. So 
Yes. So I don't know. Maybe maybe is it is uh, it, um, is, um, it um, is it is it is it is it uh hard hard science fiction <laughs> <Venus? laughs> That would be cool. Whoa. Anyway, Whoa. sorry about that. Can I pee in these? <laughs> um anyway, so uh yeah, I think I think it's before uh like we're we're still in South America, uh perhaps for very far north, uh because I'm not sure where uh, I think was it Saltus was like supposed to be. Uh, there is a place called El, uh, El Salto Station or something to that effect in Spanish. And if we are supposed to believe that um, that Nessus is a sort of like a contraction of Buenos Aires. Um also, uh, I, I I may not have mentioned this before, but uh, apparently Guile is. We we had mentioned that Guile is one of the the, the rivers that leads to the underworld. It's in, Sonic, boom. Think, Sonic Boom! Sonic yeah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> That's Commander Guile to you, sir. <laughs> and you smile when you say that. Um, but but it's one of the rivers that leads to the Nordic underworld, I believe. But also, it's. Um, uh, this is where Wolf is playing, is fucking with us a little bit. Uh, the Uruguayo River <laughs> uh, might be a candidate for w- what the guile would mm. be in this far future. So, anyway, uh, what I'm saying is that I feel like we're getting into maybe the high mountain areas that maybe just following the 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 spine of the andes and finding some some city along the along the spine there which is thrax i'm not sure which one it would be and i don't have a map of south america in front of me but but yes uh to your point kurt i do believe that uh it is not yet to um as far north as say lake titicaca but it is getting there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, and I have to say, I was chiding myself for doing this as I was doing it because it really doesn't matter at all, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's gotten to the point where whenever, uh, Wolf mentions any particular detail, it feels like somebody coming up and being like, I bet you can't answer this riddle. And, and I, I immediately go from not caring about riddles to desperately wanting to answer the riddle. <laughs> Stop thinking about pink elephants, Kurt. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Oh, speaking of pink elephants, <laughs> I, this uh, this actually has nothing to do with the pink elephants. That's just my my transition. Um, did did you all catch that? Uh, Severian is a uh, is a bit of a lib uh, <laughs> when it comes to criminal justice. <laughs> I really love all of his arguments that uh, he absolutely absolutely needs to keep executing people. Um, which 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 range from well, if you don't execute people, uh, then what's going to stop? There's there's going to be so many criminals, uh, and, and and then people are just going to have to start killing them because what's going to be done, uh, really? And then proceeds to go on to like and you know more humane methods. For instance, you could you could put them into you know uh, forced labor, but that's really just eliminating jobs that should go to good honest folks. <laughs> 
um, and could build up the uh, community. And, and he has an argument about why uh, it's again, it's it's not it's not cost effective to to house prisoners long term. It's just very, it's very like uh, I wasn't I wasn't assuming that we would meet uh, neoliberal torture uh, in this book, but, but we but we certainly seem to have. Well, we don't we don't know that his uh, his last what his last name is, and you know, surprise surprise, it's a very Pinochet. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, like that was that was really wild, wasn't it? it because it is it is it it does have its own uh, very intricately constructed internal logic. <laughs> uh within only its own argument mm-hmm. uh yeah. which you know is simply i mean also let's 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 also say that you know severian is is just basically trying to convince people that yeah look i i can't just give up my job <laughs> i can't learn to be something else i'm like don't cry for me thrax but <laughs> <laughs> i i liked um I also liked the back and forth uh, about. Um, so first of all, uh, inviting the official torturer and executioner to a costume party and being like, "Just come as yourself," is a real damn power move. That was great. Uh, I I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, I I also really liked the part where the archon was like. You know, you've been doing such a great job. Why aren't you a master? And he's like, "Well, only my guild can, can elevate me to, to to a master. It's fine. I'll send it. I'll send a letter to your guild. You should hear back in about a month." And, and Severian's like, "Well, they're 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 not. That's very kind of you, but they're they're not they're not going to elevate me uh, to, to to master." And to to which the 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 archon basically goes, "Well, I mean, you could just start telling people that you were anyway. I mean, really, who's <laughs> <Yeah>. to know?" <laughs> Again, well, yeah. I, I love this guy. He's just he's just like a good time. <laughs> like he's like he's 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 a scamp. He's a scoundrel. Well, I mean, he he apparently ha- seems to have a very uh, firm grasp of um, you know what the economy of power is, and he's like, yeah, he's just tell people you're a master. Fuck it. Who's gonna who's gonna question you, <laughs> client? <laughs> I I do I do like the implication that you know someone who he's about to, to uh, decapitate is going to be like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> stolen valor, <laughs> sir. Actually, you are a journeyman toward my. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he uh, he also stumbles across uh, a a he in his in his wandering and and keeping an eye on dorcas and also giving us copious amounts of information about what thrax looks like you know how the city's divided up <laughs> you know uh who lives where you know and it turns out that the poor live very far away from the mm. water uh up near the top of the, the 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 cliffs or whatever and uh he ends up outside this little hovel where uh, basically a kid that has a like it sounds horrific. It's just, I just sort of like winced when I read it. It's like, oh yeah, he had like his eye was all swollen. It was weeping pus, and you're like, oh, God, why? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's it's a great move because uh, like a, a move on on Wolf's part because you you know, obviously you 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 immediately not only sympathize but you go like, whoa, shit, these people are really mm-hmm. fucked. Um, which is when, you know, like that's when, uh, Severian notices that the, the claw is shining very brightly. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, uh, he looks in like the, the, the kid, 
um, asks him to look through the window to see his sister. And uh, I, I forget if it's before this, um, before he's able to actually look in through the window, the father shows mm-hmm. up. And I did, uh, I, I really did like, um, let me see if I can, if I can find it here. Um, the, the whole point, the, the, the description here. Uh, oh, here it is. So um, Severina asks the father, am I trespassing? I ask, do you own this place? There was no reply. Whatever he felt about me, it was plain in his opi- that in his opinion, there could be no communication between us. When I spoke to him, it could be only as a man speaks to a beast, and not even to intelligent beasts at that, but only as a drover shouts at kine. And on his side, when I spoke, it was only as beasts speak to a man, a sound made in the throat. I have noticed that in books, this sort of stalemate never seems to occur. The authors are so anxious to move their stories forward, however wooden they may be, advancing like market carts with squeaking wheels that are never still, though they go only to dusty villages where the charm of the country is lost and the pleasures of the city will never be found, that there are no such misunderstandings, no refusals to negotiate. The assassin who holds a dagger to his victim's neck is eager to discuss the whole matter, and at any length the victim or the author may wish. The passionate pair in Love's Embrace are at least equally willing to postpone the stabbing, if not more so. <laughs> and I just love that. It's like, yeah, we didn't talk. <laughs> and sometimes that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> and so he looks through the window and he sees the girl and she's just basically like just literally skin and bones. Like he, I think the, the description is that she, her lips are, have shrunken back so far that like basically they're not even lips at all they're just so she just shows her teeth yeah it was very it was a very disturbing description i mean it it i mean it looks like like do you remember those old um like uh you gotta do it in the voice dude uh, commercials what you got it (laughs) no i'm not doing that i I wasn't gonna do the andy rooney thing (laughs) But I was going to say that uh, the old um, commercials about like sending a, a, a like charity or aid to Ethiopia. Yeah, the and like Sally that. Struthers commercials. Yeah, yeah. Like those, all, all those. And they would show those poor kids and they're just like, like they, they, they look like that. They look sort of like little living skeletons that had distended bellies, you know, and that's, that's what this brought to mind. Like she doesn't even really have hair anymore. It's just, just sort of like, uh, just looks awful it, it just reminded me of that and it just gave me a pang mm. man but yeah, i like so, how he but, uh he's he he sees all that and then goes yikes well anyway i'm out of here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and on the way out he's he's like damn if only that kid knew that his face looked fucked up enough that he could just beg with that. He doesn't even need to mention his sister. <laughs> He's really gilding the lily. <laughs> no, but I mean, what? It's interesting because Severian is obviously, in various respects, at sometimes a, a bit of a Jesus figure, right? That that seems like a fairly uncontroversial statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, there's this aspect to the story at this point where Severian has this phenomenally powerful, uh, 
uh, thing, relic, artifact, that can heal people, that can heal people in like a really unfathomable way. And we see him multiple times now being presented with opportunities to do so. And he's just like, eh, anyway, later, bye. Um, and he just like, he's he's not really interested in investigating it, exploring it. He's not really grappling at all with the the moral the moral complications of like, you know, f- first of all, he's already quite a bit better off than most of the people that he encounters, right? He's got training. He's got a nice comfy place to live. He's, he's perhaps he's not a member of the aristocracy himself, but he's certainly, you know, within their graces. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps seeing people who are like pretty fucked up and he doesn't seem especially compelled to try to do anything with this power. On the contrary, he just kind of wants to get rid of it. Um, and sees it as like this terrible burden, even though it's really it really hasn't been a burden to him at all. Right. All that it's done is accidentally help him. And on a couple occasions, uh, it just hasn't done anything. Um, and, and so it's it, it's it really, I think, underlines the extent to which his character just like is just like avoidant of any kind of obligation or responsibility that's not like directly and explicitly given to him. Hmm. Like, you tell him to Thrax, sorry, you tell him to go to Thrax, he's like, all right, I'll go to Thrax. And he goes to Thrax. If you give him an opportunity, though, he's like, "Mm, I'm going to say no, I'm going to pass on that. That doesn't seem like, uh, I don't really have any particular interest in trying to help people. Um, really, I, and it's, it's, it's not even that he's selfish. He's just like, I don't really want to deal with that. Well, I think he's afraid of it. Like, you know? Like I get the sense that he's like he he sees that as like you know a path that's coming his way and he's kind of like I don't know like you know the, the re- refusing the call to say to to quote a phrase. <laughs> well, I I also think that he sees it as so so to your point, Kurt. The way I see it, uh, in a sense, is that it is a burden. If you view it as something that will now become expected of you. And this is like the weirdest, um, like the weirdest line in the sand that he's drawn regarding, you know, what, what it means, because he, I I feel like we, we got a lot of the, you know, what it means to be a man, you know, it would be, you know, like for instance, uh, in, in, the shadow of the torturer was like when the veins would show up on my hands and the backs of my hands or, you know, or I would be X amount of, you know, I'd be so tall. And I feel like some of the understanding of what, like that understanding is very much like the way a child would understand being, you know, an adult, right? Oh, I'm going to be this mm-hmm. big. I'm going to be able to do this. And this is like the weirdest line in the sand because yes, um, he could do something with the claw. Um, I think he's got it in his head as a, a, almost a justification that it does not belong to him, even though it responds to, you know, to what he wants to do and, and how he wants to do things. He doesn't want it because I guess maybe that would be, well, now I got to do one more thing. Mm. And he doesn't want to sort of like, I was just thinking about like your, your, the, the whole thing about the, him, him explaining like the logic behind, mm-hmm. I need to continue being an executioner. And, and to a certain extent, uh, he is absolutely 
unable to imagine better things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he, he he is very centrist in that way. He's like, yeah, no, this is this is it. This this is the entirety of it. Even though something's happening, right? And he just is either um unwilling or unable to really uh, see why it is that Dorcas doesn't want to speak to him again uh, and why he can't seem to talk with her, but almost at her or over her. Uh, I don't know. The more the, the, like these chapters sort of really lay bare to me a little bit, how, even though he's reached his destination, like the, the goal that he's been trying to reach for the last two books, this ain't it. He He's still very unsatisfied. He's, he's just completely at sea, even though he's doing what he should be doing. Hmm. And I, I mean, maybe I'm being too harsh on him too, Carlo, because like he, he is basically told straight away when he gets the claw, like don't show anybody that, it's going to cause you a lot of problems. Um, and so I, I, it, it is kind of reasonable that he's, he's just like, he, he, he's, I guess to a degree, he's grappling with some sense of maybe wanting to help people kind of, but, but also knowing that it puts him at risk. I, I, I guess to, to a degree. Um, although it was really funny a little bit later in the story when he, he thinks uh, that he sees a pelerine and is like, Oh, yep. All right. Finally, here you go. I have something for you. Hey, Hey, he do- Hey, wait, come here. <laughs> he, does, he makes like a beeline. It's, it's, it's uh, him, his, his uh, head turning into a giant wolf and steam coming out of his ears, but respectfully. Um, yeah. That, that was uh, like uh Syriaca is a, Honestly, like a great character. I, I, I also a great think... sauce. <laughs> oh, is it? Now? <laughs> is it now, Pete? <laughs> what? Uh, no. Uh, now I'm curious. What? What exactly is uh, Syriaca sauce? It's the Vietnamese hot sauce. Sur- sriracha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sriracha. Yes. Okay. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, I like Pete. I like that we accidentally forced you to explain a joke. No, <laughs> I really honestly, like I don't believe it was accidentally at all. Like Carlo's been doing this to me all day. <laughs> Wait, Pete, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> As an aside, I've been I've been cackling about that uh, off and on all day. I'll get you back. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you could you could just uh, uh, put put one, another one of the Corman movies on the on the docket. <laughs> that will get me good. Christ. <laughs> Humanoids from the deep, clearly. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's literally the worst one I can think of. So I it yeah it's it's uh, yeah it's not good. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so he he meets uh, Syriaca. The, the, it's, it's, it's great because he's, he, uh, as we'd mentioned before, um, he's invited to the, uh, to the Archon's costume party. He's like, yeah, come as yourself. Come on. <laughs> It'd be great. And Syriaca, uh, like, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, 
almost as if it was like a mask of the red death sort of setup. Uh, like sees him as like, Oh, are you he? And he's like, I am not death. And she faints. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like what was worse than death in that scenario? He came as himself <laughs> as the, as the carnifex of Thrax. Well, I, I mean, I get the impression that perhaps she has some reason to fear the carnifex. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes beyond just seeing him in court and in you know pr- princely court and getting spooked. Uh, it for, is for perhaps s- perhaps a slight indication of of a guilty conscience of some kind. Uh, that's that was a, a blue Easter cult first draft. Hmm. Don't fear the Carnifex. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe uh, I've heard weird. Um, weird uh sort of like uh hypotheses and and theory you know, like fan theories regarding you know who syriaca's husband is because he's he's away at nessus for some reason or another uh and you know he's that far away so she's gonna she's gonna interrogate uh severian in a very pointed way hmm. i really like her whole thing about about how she's like i can tell that you're hot and he goes, well, you haven't seen me without my mask. Would you like me to take it off? She goes, no, 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 no. Because what if you're not? That would totally spoil the mm-hmm. <laughs> It would stay ruin the mood, dude. I want vibes We've all only, been there. okay? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want the mask off or on? <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a Darth Vader joke? <laughs> it could be. Uh, could be <laughs> so i i'm sorry this isn't helpful but it's been bugging me and it definitely relates if i i could be going crazy but i think carnifex was one of the heroes with achilles uh that is uh, do you mean ajax Maybe I oh, well he 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 helps clean bathtubs. Come on. So now. well, I was going to say certainly <laughs> certainly Ajax like insulting him by calling him Carnifex would be perfectly appropriate. Because hmm. I thought Carnifex just meant butcher. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, I'll just like I I'm sure Carnia it'll be like effects. I read a book that related the two terms or some god awful thing. Well, I also think isn't is Carnifex uh, Latin or Greek? Because I feel like it's Latin. It is Latin. There we go. All right. So uh, I'm gonna doubt. I'm gonna press doubt on the. Uh, it was in the Iliad, but maybe it was in the Aeneid. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know, Pete. <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't. I can't explain the classics nice to you. Try, <laughs> nice try, Pete. Nice try. <laughs> anyway so uh yeah so uh it, it does seem that um that syriac is having a little a bit of fun <laughs> yes to the sharp chin no to the cleft for instance uh <laughs> uh but yeah like syriac uh, basically is dressed uh and was once uh apparently like uh on the pathway to becoming a pelerine um which is interesting in and of itself. It tells you a little bit about like, like, Oh, so you can just not be that after a while and be like, well, I decided not to, (laughs) but I kept the dress. 
I like how she's kind of like, pretty nice, huh? Pretty nice. I only had to have it taken out here and here. Still look pretty <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Looking good. And to think I, this was a dress, this is a dress I, I haven't worn in years. Yeah, I, I kind of get the impression that for whatever reason, she's 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 gone from like scared to horny in, in, in a very like, I am Severian telling this story. Women just keep being horny for me for no reason. I, I, it's not my fault. Not my problem. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's like that that uh, that Onion article. Why do all these gay men keep sucking my dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much, much so. Much. Yes, yes. I thought I would be lying if I claimed that I had not thought about that about a minute ago. Fair enough. Although I will say. I didn't have the stones to go for it. <laughs> well, I okay. Well, if if I crossed a line to the folks at home, uh, no, not us. at all. I don't think so. <laughs> write the onion; it's their joke. <laughs> um, yeah. So i I get the impression that we're about to learn a bunch more uh, about this woman, who's I don't know if we've gotten her name. No, we did. Syriaca. That's right, Syriaca. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I assume we're about to learn a bunch more about her, and I assume we're about to learn a bunch more about the Pellerines. Um, and uh, I'm really curious what's up with Dorcas. I I I feel like it's more than just she's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, as I understand it, uh, yeah, there there might be some of that, uh, but th- there there seem to be deeper issues and uh, deep enough that. Um, she she went to um like they when when they went down to uh tour like the tunnels underneath the uh the vincula which uh uh Severian, like mentions that it you know they they had dug like these this long shaft and then there's like several branching shafts too. And then there were a couple of decoy shafts. And then on top of that, there were shafts that were coming from the other direction from people that were trying oh, to that was free cool. people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was really cool. But, but then uh, basically Dorcas uh, had like a, like uh, she was like a little bit freaked out that there were like, was it 1600 or more people just chained against the walls there? Uh, just held in place, sort of like uh, they they put a pin in those folks, uh, just almost literally mm-hmm. held in place on that shaft. And uh, she she w- traveled to uh, the the public bathhouse uh, and and tr- try to wash like the stench of the uh, the place off of her. And yeah, you know, we we've had several instances where uh, Dorcas has pretty much. Uh, shown that she is very afraid of water. She's a phobia <laughs> towards water. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> Turns out, I guess that if you've been immersed in water for God knows how many years, uh, dead alive under there, uh, I guess you develop um, develop some weird traumas about it. I, I like. This is not something that's just from this chapter, but I like the parallels. Uh, it's a very, it's a very cornball like George Lucas. It's like poetry; it rhymes uh, thing. But I like that Wolf keeps setting up these like juxtapositions where, like, you know, D- Dorcas came up out of the water and she's afraid of water. 
and you know, at the end of Claw of the Conciliator, you know, Severian was was visited by three spirits. No, by uh, <laughs> by a. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to say a, a what the hell is it called? Not a naiad. Um, uh, undine. An undine. Thank you. Yes. Uh, who is you know a a giant woman who came up at, at who came up out of the water but can't go on the land and so and so likes the water and is terrified of of the land and then you know in this party uh you know both the pelerine both the syriaca and severian have costumes that aren't really costumes but they they kind of say something about about who they are uh and even the even the the misunderstanding is informative so you know syriaca sees severian and uh, you know thinks he's Th- thinks he's someone dressed as death uh and then when he's like nope i i'm just wearing my regular clothes uh she freaks out realizing that he's the torturer whereas severian freaks out because he thinks that she's a pelerine uh and then finds out that well she's she's not but she also kind of is a pelerine just like severian kind of is death uh after a fashion um and again i i, I know it's a very kind of like ham-fisted like look who's you know this person loves fire and this person fears fire but but it it is it is i think it's it's a nice thing to think about and i appreciate that the fact that i didn't think about it until this chapter um mm. didn't didn't like impact anything like i don't feel like i've stumbled upon you know the secret codex to understanding uh you know uh the book of the new sun it's just kind of like a thing that is fun to to think about Right, it's, it's it's almost the the whole thing about um that you mentioned about like oh they're 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 wearing, you know they're they're at a costume party but they're they're wearing the costumes of their office that tell something about themselves, but they're perceived as being actual costumes is almost like a like one of these like Shakespearean comedy uh, you know beats right it's 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 almost like something you'd find in one of a, you know like a play right um but yeah I, 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 it can be corny, but I think that um, that Wolf is able to sort of like hide his hand um, enough that it doesn't feel like it's very ham-fisted. Yeah, it's very. Um, I think it helps that the story is not following any kind of conventional, and by conventional I mean cliche, really storytelling structure, right? Like. Like, uh, it's certainly not following the hero's journey. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not following, it's not doing like a save the cat type thing. Right. It's just, it's, it's just kind of like this, this, this free flowing story. That's, that's interesting from moment to moment, um, without relying on cheap tricks to drive you on, uh, in the reading. And, and so when there is complexity like that, that you kind of gloss over or that you stumble upon, it doesn't feel I don't know. In, in in some stories, when you when you see something like that, it, it feels like the mystery is gone. And and with this, I'm like, I have I have no fucking clue what's going on still. So this is just something me thinking about, you know, the process of writing. Going, oh well, that's interesting. It doesn't bring me any closer to understanding anything in the book, which I which I like. Right, right. Well, I mean, a uh, uh, part of it, and and part of that structure. If I may go into a little bit, because part of the structure uh, I learned that apparently this was supposed to be three books and not four. Hmm. 
And uh, one of the interesting tidbits that I learned about that is that the way he had originally structured the three books placed Dr. Talos's play, which is old business, old man, um, but but still a weird um, disjointed into, I think, your to your points, uh, Kurt, it, it, it feels like it's like uh, just just weighted down with all sorts of weird meaning and significance, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you you just don't understand what the fuck is going on. And it's sort of like the, 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 the title of that chapter, it, you know, sort of tells you exactly it, right? This is the end of the end of the beginning and the beginning of the end of the story. Right. And so this yeah. is where it sort of like falls apart a little bit. And, you know, obviously it's got thematic elements regarding the house absolute and all that good stuff. But, but, um, in part he had, I think that later on, because it ended up being that the third book was too large, uh, or it was like, uh, not, uh, it didn't pair up well with the other ones or something to that effect. He had to sort of create the fourth book, which is, you know, the, the next one, the Citadel, the Citadel of the Autark and fill that out a little bit. I don't want to spoil anything, but, but, uh, there, there, there are some, some things in there that uh, apparently he needed to add some some material to make it be an entire fourth book. Is it going to be a tournament plot? <laughs> That's a favorite manga trick. Always mm. calling it. Well, I'm not going to, I won't say, I won't say anything. No, I, you know what? If, if this were a manga, uh, the whole thing with uh, Agia and Agilis and, and the duel would have gone on for chapter after chapter after oh, chapter yeah, yeah. and it would have turned out that you know it's 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 a best out of nine and and you know they're they're opposite seeds in in a huge tournament bracket <laughs> tune in next uh, time to naruto <laughs> so i figured out my carnifex uh, problem uh uh-huh. It doesn't necessarily reflect well on me, but at least I understand what my brain was doing uh carnifex was a major hero in uh the some of the wild card books and he Uh worked with someone named ajax Uh which makes me slightly slightly less of adult but only barely what are the wild card (laughs) books um do we have time for me to go off for two minutes yeah Uh, i think we do so it's a it's a uh, it's a shared world, and the basic idea is um, there's a there's another planet, and on this planet are um, he, basically human beings, except the the royalty has psionic powers, and they war with each other, and they develop this virus that is psychoactive and relates to the psionic powers, and if you dump it on a group of people. 90 of them just die. Nine of them out of a hundred will become something horrible from their subconscious. Like if somebody's afraid of snakes, they'll become a snake person. If they think their hands are too big, their hands will become ultra huge. Something like that. (laughs) That final one becomes a superhero. And that presented the Takesians with a huge problem because like you sure as fuck couldn't use it on your enemies, right? Because one out of a hundred would become like like death pool, and you couldn't deal with that. And you don't want to use it on your own people because it's mass murders. So they seeded Earth. 
So, oh, yeah, so it's basically what happened from about World War II on if this this gas got dumped on Manhattan. Interesting. Neat. Yeah, there's like, what is it, uh, kings and jokers or something, or aces and yes, jokers. Yes, yeah, they, 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 use, they use card, and like a deuce is somebody who can only do something lame like change color. Yes, and, and notably edited by George R.R. R. Martin. Yes. And Zelazny wrote in it. Walter John Williams wrote in it. And I don't need to talk anymore. That's why I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, do we have, I guess, uh, any last thoughts? I can't believe we managed to talk for an hour about this. <laughs> 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 Nothing happened in these chapters, really. I mean, like two things happened, but but by and large, they were they were pretty short chapters and. They're clearly s- setting up what I'm sure will be some cool stuff that won't be complicated at all. Tune in to our next podcast, Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh, what? We knew what you meant. Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be fun listening to you recap this one, Carlo. Mm. Mm. Fun times. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Severian got mad. <laughs> then he talked about being a torturer a lot. Hey, like then he went to a party. Are, are you doing an impression of yourself in the future? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Recap. <laughs> it was rather mean impression. <laughs> Being mean to my my future self. <laughs> I know that fucker's not going to do something I expect of him. It's like how dare you uh, accuse anyway. future Carlo of sounding like Rob, Ronald Reagan? Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well. There you go again. <laughs> All right. And so there I go again. Uh, if there's nothing else, uh, I do want to thank you all for reading another another five chapters. Doing another five chapters in the year of the new sun. So, and everyone listening in, thanks again. And we'll catch you next time here on Podside.